Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Who's Judging podcast. I'm your host, Connor, and today we're going to be going over one of the more important questions in the environmental and especially electric vehicle space. And that question is, are electric cars better for the environment or not? And so as electric cars have become more and more mainstream, this question has popped up more because that is one of the selling points of the car. Because I can tell you, price is not a selling point on a Tesla. (laughs) So are they better for the environment or is it a really good marketing scheme to get you to buy a pricey product? That is what we will be deciding today with the facts from the studies that I have researched for you guys. And so electric vehicles have started becoming mainstream over the past few years. As you know, especially if you live in California, there's Teslas all over the freeway and streets. And last November, Ford and GM, the two big U.S. automakers, as well as Mercedes-Benz, Volvo, Jaguar, and Chinese automaker BYD all signed a pledge to stop sales of new gas and diesel vehicles by 2040 globally and by 2035 in leading markets such as the U.S., China, Japan, Germany, and such. And so this is not legally binding. This is not contractual. They don't have to follow this. It could just be a PR, good PR for them. But the fact that they're even willing to announce things like this, I mean, these are multi-billion dollars dollar companies as well as companies that produce millions of cars a year. But of course, just like every other market, this is a, you know, supply and demand thing. If we demand electric vehicles, that's what they're going to supply. And they know that they see the market switching as every year now, more and more of the overall car market is electric vehicles. And so they're making the announcement because, well, quite frankly, that's what they expect the market to be in 2035 and 2040. They don't lead the way they follow the consumer. The first of them, and the only one really, that led the way and created the market was Tesla. GM had their electric vehicle in, I want to say, the 90s, and they killed it. They created it only because California made them in order to keep selling cars in the state. And the second that that bill kind of went away, they actually recalled all of the cars because they only leased them. They didn't sell them. They called, they recalled all the cars. Even if the owner wanted to keep the car, they had to give it back and they destroyed them. So they had the chance to lead the market and decided they would rather destroy it. And that's when that gave Tesla this huge opportunity now. And that's what they've gone with. So with EVs becoming mainstream, Again, the question that has been coming up is, are electric vehicles actually better for the environment than a gas-powered car? And here are some of the factors that affect this question. The batteries that are in the EVs, I'm going to be mentioning um, electric vehicles as EVs, just so you guys know. How clean the energy used to charge them is and how they are manufactured. So with the batteries first, like many other batteries, the lithium-ion cells that power most electric vehicles, including Teslas, rely on raw materials, such as cobalt, 
lithium, and other rare earth elements. Mining of these have been linked to serious environmental and human rights concerns. Mining them is not easy. It's not an easy process, easy on people or the environment. Um, it's time consuming. It costs a lot of money. And it's also in places of the world like Congo, Dominican Republic, China, places where they don't really put human rights at the top of their priorities. And that's a separate problem, but a very important and serious one for someone to look at someday. And so mining cobalt produces hazardous tailings and slags that can spill into the environment, and studies have found high exposure in nearby communities. On top of that, extracting the metals from their ores requires smelting, which emits sulfur oxide as well as other harmful air pollution. Lithium, on the other hand, is mined in either Australia, Argentina, Bolivia, or Chile mainly, in operations that use large amounts of groundwater to pump out the brines. The water required for producing batteries has meant that manufacturing electric vehicles is about 50% more water-intensive than traditional ICE vehicles, which are internal combustion engine vehicles. Deposits of rare earth concentrated in China, which is the other main location, often contain radioactive substances that can emit radioactive water and dust in the area. And so that's another one. Nobody wants radioactive dust or water. Both of those cause serious environmental and human issues. On top of the batteries, what's often overlooked when discussing this question and when people are looking at electric vehicles is that some or a lot in some areas of the electricity that's used to charge the EVs are produced burning coal. Very dirty energy. But if you assume that EVs are drawing their power from the average grid in the United States, which typically includes a mix of fossil fuels and renewable power plants, then they're almost always greener than conventional cars. Almost always. And so, as we just brought up, coal is the number one factor that determines if an EV is cleaner than a comparable gasoline car. Luckily, countries have been working on cleaning up their electrical grids for a while now. For example, in the United States, utilities have been retiring hundreds of coal plants over the past decade and have been replacing them with lower emission options such as renewable energy and natural gas. And so as we continue to retire these coal plants and replace it and continue to clean our grid, EVs are just going to become more and more environmentally sound and more and more better for the environment than a gasoline-powered car. Still, the U.S. produces most of their electricity, about 60% as of 2020, from power plants that run on fossil fuels, including nearly 20% from plants that still burn coal, according to the Energy Information Administration. So we still have work to do and room to grow. As that 20% comes down, goes down and down and down, electric vehicles' environmental impact is going to go up and up and up. 
even though electric vehicles are more emissions intensive to make because of their batteries, their electric motors are more efficient than traditional internal combustion engines that burn fossil fuels. And I have a couple examples and comparisons here for you. An all-electric Chevy Bolt is expected to produce 189 grams of carbon dioxide for every mile driven on average, so 189. By contrast, a new gasoline-fueled Toyota Camry is expected to produce 385 grams of carbon dioxide per mile, so double, just about double, a little under. And a new Ford F-150, which is even less fuel-efficient, produces 636 grams of carbon dioxide per mile, over three times as much as the Chevy Bolt, all-electric Chevy Bolt, that is. The second comparison I have for you here is BMW's M340i xDrive, a similar car to the Tesla Model 3, emits 336 grams of carbon dioxide per mile. That's substantially higher than the Tesla at 210 grams, even when charging on the dirtiest power in the U.S., which this study said was in Green Bay, Wisconsin, where only 14% of the electricity comes from renewable energy sources. So even in the dirtiest electric grid in the United States, the Tesla is still nearly 50% more efficient per mile than the gas-powered car, a comparable gas-powered car to the Model 3. Another study released last year by the International Council on Clean Transportation, which looked at electric vehicles and petrol cars over their lifetime, found that in the United States, life cycle emissions for EVs are 60 to 68% lower than petrol cars. That is a huge number. Two, over two-thirds on the high end. And the, you know, the biggest thing is that number is only going to grow unless you know something insane happens and our grid gets dirtier. That number can't go down. It only has room to go up. And so the absolute best breakdown of this issue that I have seen personally was by the Wall Street Journal. It not only gives you lifetime emissions numbers, but also from beginning to end and everywhere in between, including straight off the lot. So I'm just going to break it down for you, as they did for me. In this comparison, they compare a Tesla Model 3, again, as most of the the comparisons do, and a Toyota RAV4. And so building a Tesla generates more emissions because of the metals needed for its lithium-ion battery, as we mentioned earlier. Before it rolls off the assembly line, the Tesla has generated 65% more emissions than the RAV4. That's a pretty big difference. It just shows you how much that lithium-ion battery generates emissions-wise. Now, by the 5,000-mile mark, the RAV4 needs its first oil change. You know, they use the standard number. And at that point, the Tesla has now generated only 39% more emissions than the RAV4, down from 65%. Okay, so moving on, at 20,600 miles, the greenhouse gas emissions from the building 
and the driving of the two cars are roughly the same, according to the University of Toronto analysis. So it only takes the Tesla 20,600 miles driven to erase that entire 65% gap. That's not very much. That's what, just a little over one year of a U.S. you know driving for the average driver in the U.S.? Maybe a year and a half if you don't drive a lot? And just to further the point, by the century mark or 100,000 miles, the lifetime emissions of the RAV4 are 77% higher than the Tesla Model 3. That is an over 130% swing from the 65% on the Model 3 to now 77% on the RAV4 in just 100,000 miles. By the time they hit 200,000 miles driven each, the lifespan of a typical car, the emissions comparison isn't even close. The RAV4 has produced 117% more emissions than the Tesla. Over double. If that doesn't answer our question, I don't know what will. Now, just a fun fact on top of this, the Tesla Model 3 also comes out ahead in the Consumer Reports' total cost of ownership of the vehicles at $49,800 compared to the RAV4's $51,000. So it's not only significantly better for the environment, but also slightly cheaper to own as well. Now, of course, that's both cars being new, and it's also cheaper, but it's not cheap. We're still talking 50 grand. So keep that in mind as well. Now, the biggest factor that allowed the Tesla to beat the RAV4 in the comparison, emissions-wise, was that for every mile driven, generating the electricity for the Tesla emits only 34% of the emissions associated with making and burning the gasoline consumed in the RAV4 engine. So every mile that was driven, the Tesla's only generating one-third of the emissions that the RAV4 is. That's huge. Now, of course, they have the huge handicap at the beginning from the lithium-ion battery. So they start out handicapped. They give the RAV4 a lead. But with the RAV4, you know, producing two times as much over that time each mile, I mean, as you saw, it doesn't take very long for it to catch up to the Tesla. And so that's the big thing. And as you saw, it also costs more to operate it over the 200,000 miles as well. And so that's the big thing. Everyone always goes, oh, the electric vehicle, it's out of my price range. But what people have to start thinking and calculating in is how much gas costs at the pump compared to the charging stations or being able to maybe even charge at your house. And you have to factor that in because gasoline, is, especially nowadays, is not cheap. I mean, what, two, maybe $300 a month in gas? Figure that into the equation compared to whatever the electricity costs, which is only a fraction of that to charge the car. And it's not as expensive as you'd think. And so now, look, looking at everything, we should need to go back to our question. 
are EVs really better for the environment than a gas-powered car? A close look at all the factors shows that they most certainly are. They are better for the environment in every way except for making the batteries. But the efficiency of the engine emissions-wise makes up for that real quick. So, to all the naysayers of electric vehicles, you don't really have a point. They are cleaner, they are greener, even cheaper over the lifespan. But again, as I said, they are not cheap. Hopefully they get there. Usually new technology gets cheaper really quick, really fast once they start work, you know, developing new technologies and new ways, processes. But until then, I know it's out of a lot of people's budgets. So who's judging? Not me.